Shut up and sit down. Hi, I'm Corbin. And I'm Katie. And we are the, the Vagabonds. Two best friends adventuring through the world of lady stuff, one episode at a time. We don't give medical advice, and we don't seek for anyone other than ourselves. We're just recording conversations we'd be having at bars anyway. Katie. What? We gotta hurry up, because it's storming outside, and Dave's on a motorcycle and gotta get home. Uh-oh. I've always kind of wanted a motorcycle. Yeah? Do you think it would be a bad idea? Well, medical students are the worst people <laughs> to freaking ask this question. So I feel like the medical professional in me says that uh, it's a bad idea and definitely you should wear But like it. so cool. But like <laughs> the best friend in me says like you should get a sidecar and like, <laughs> ride in it. How awesome would we be? Dude, no, for real. <laughs> like we should do this uh i love this i really <laughs> want this to be my life yeah uh but i also don't want to like crash and like rip and all my skin off no, of my body okay so here's my rules if you okay if you actually do get a motorcycle i have like legit rules because i care about your life yeah. you have to wear a helmet all well, the time yeah, and you obviously. always have to wear like full like sleeves and pants because yeah. even, i don't care how hot it is like you're still dave i wear a helmet okay that's damn me. right you do and i wear gloves okay well that's good um the helmet and the glove because i feel like those are the most vulnerable bits they're all vulnerable there's no yeah there, no i agree though but the the hands and the head are the two most like if you injure those things you're yeah. you're effed yeah yeah you know you can you can you can it, stay fucked on this podcast oh god we have oh. the explicit rating yeah oh, that's right specifically the for coveted, this purpose the coveted e for, for katie to say fuck i'm gonna load up on swear words <laughs> i did edit out one of Get my swear crazy. words in, in our fifth episode i was that's like okay. i don't want to swear in that way <laughs> Uh, i'm deceiving our audience <laughs> course is too fancy what for was swear the swear words. word uh should i say i said god damn it okay <laughs> wow <laughs> thank god we have that eve explicit tag really on the risque, podcast course. I, know. So, course I don't is, know why i just course is too fancy know. for swears as my mom says you have a large vocabulary you should be able to use it instead of swearing that's what she tells me when i swear that's such bullshit i'm sorry all due respect to your Sometimes. mom <laughs> all due respect to my mom well, i finally heard her say that for one the of other our, day, and it was the best day of my life one of our m1s just posted this article about on the yeah there's another podcast out of the university of iowa the short code podcast and on our group facebook page you posted about how s sometimes in the medical profession we swear because dirty words are the only thing that sometimes can really truly tell you about yeah. all the bad things that sometimes yeah. go on there's yeah. there's like if you're gonna like it's just the right word yeah. for the moment you know because swear if words you, if you so hit much, your head like context yes like if, yeah. you, if you hit your head on the corner of a cabinet door, the yeah. only word that's going to help you is fuck. Yeah. Yeah. But I will say you can't water it down. You can't say it for no reason. Right. You have to say it with purpose. It's like you know? a strong seasoning. Mm, well, okay. I mean, you just got to sprinkle it in. But wait a minute. We were talking about motorcycles. Oh, okay. yeah. Motorcycles. Anyway. So Dave apparently does not wear full leather. No. And I and and it's it's not great. Uh, you know, I admit that it's it's not great, but and my 
the problem is is that I, I can't afford it. Well, that's fair. Which is the dumbest among the dumbest reasons for not getting yeah. all the gear because you really you really really can't afford to like yeah know, right get, in get a into die. an accident yeah because yeah. um, you know but if you die you don't have to worry about it so whatever but if you don't yeah, die, you don't don't die. Worry about that's it the lot. thing that no one thinks about is if you don't die People, that's like way worse yeah I think. that's why i say like in our last episode we were talking about frontal lobes and how they're not developed and yeah. how risk risky behavior is and when you said that i was like yeah okay because i take <laughs> risks all the time even though i'm a 45 year old man with an allegedly developed yeah. frontal lobe I mean, um but anyway but moral of the story is also my other rule is that you shouldn't drive on the interstate with a motorcycle because yeah, that just probably, like, freaks no, me. I, I don't think I could do that. I, I feel it would not do well with that. I yeah. have done it once or twice. Yeah. And I actually have a cruiser. I mean, it could go on yeah. the interstate. I did it once. I had an old an older motorcycle. It was a 1980 motorcycle. <laughs> yes. It was about it was it was like 10 years younger than me. And uh, so I took it once on the highway and I refused to do it again. I mean, yeah, especially around here when you're like on the highway next to a semi semi that has a friggin wind turbine on Mm -hmm. the back or whatever. And you or like a half a house. We get if you're listening from outside of Iowa, we get weird shit on the highway. Yeah, like half houses. Right. Or or like farm yeah. equipment, yeah, or like huge like tires farm that are literally twice as tall as I am. Windmill right. blades, which you never realize how gigantic they yeah. are yeah. until, oh my gosh, you see them. I so, yeah. And we also have two lane interstates, which is like not yeah. a thing outside of the Midwest. I feel like a little bit in Massachusetts, where I'm from. You mean like really? one lane, one lane in one direction, one lane in another? No, in like two lanes on each side on an interstate. Is oh, that more no, common? That's, no, that's oh, okay. that's everywhere. I'm just I'm getting like cities. palpitations thinking about driving a motorcycle on the interstate. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's too terrifying. Much. I would never do that. I, I do want to go like someday. I want to go for a long trip, mm-hmm. but I think I would stay off the interstate. And, yeah, you know, that's like if I'm going to go on a long trip on a motorcycle, like I, why would I want to go on an interstate? That's yeah. boring. Exactly. Yeah. But um, one of the things I like about riding in this area is that. There are a lot of uh, two-wheeled motorized vehicles in this area. And so my theory is that it's a little bit safer because people are aware of these people. It's not definitely not 100%. Yeah. I definitely agree that people are more aware. But based on the number of cars that I could literally reach out and touch in the morning when I drive to bike to work, Mm. it's like so... Like, I, like, almost want to, like, record all of their... um, license plate numbers and like report them because it's like sometimes it's like ridiculously close to me i I remember uh reading an article way back when i wish i couldn't can't cite this source but when wearing when bicyclists wear helmets drivers get closer because they i don't they're not doing it on purpose right but they get closer because there is a perception that it's safer to do so yeah then like when drivers conscious yeah. yeah and there's something about long hair in there too I, I wish should i wish i could like right now look this up but i can't maybe if dave mm-hmm. finds it we'll post it to our maybe maybe Facebook. maybe we will um anyway so go i i yeah. say i say go for it corby we'll see. yeah can i call you corby she calls you corbs i'm gonna call you corby i call her a okay. lot of things <laughs> i'll allow it corbalorb thank, you. thank uh, you uh you know what may or may not be better 
than the thunderstorm going on outside right now. What? A tweet storm. What? Wah, wah, wah. Which brings us to today's topic about the words we use to talk about women. Ooh. Yeah. So um, I'll give some context. Recently, uh, J.K. Rowling had a little tweet storm. So in the UK, they just had some disastrous for the Tories general elections. <laughs> um, which, you know, as much as I know about British politics, I think I'd probably like that that it was disastrous too yeah. so basically um, the tories are like the, the conservatives, conservatives and the and labor is d- the liberals yeah and it's led by jeremy corbyn which you know he has a great name so yeah, yeah. spelled differently though spelled but differently but um um and they have like a bunch of other yeah. parties in there too so yeah like social democrat liberal democrats or i don't know anyway the women's equality party which is like a new thing yeah. that i kind of am into I kind of like that. Yeah. Um, really? You've just recently got into women's equality? <laughs> no, the women's equality party. Oh, Dave. okay. I'm sorry. It's always a party for me for women's equality. Oh, um, green. There's a green party there, too. Yeah. There's also like Mr. Buckethead or whatever. Did you oh, see yeah, pictures yeah. of that? Dude, there's like a lineup of all the um, like heads of parties, you know, like who would be prime minister if they uh-huh. won. And like there's some crazy ass people yeah. in that lineup. It's the best. British politics is fun is what Apparently, we're trying to say. Mr. Buckethead has, has like the most t- Twitter followers out of all of them. They, <laughs> they yell at each other in, 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 Cong- in, yeah. uh, in Parliament. In Parliament, yeah. yeah I, I think that's that. pretty cool. I'd like to see more of course, of that. it's kind of like that. What was that? Dude, Elizabeth Warren yells at lots <laughs> of people imagine? and I love it. Yeah. What was that? Uh, that cheat? What was that? I don't know. That thing that ran for president here? Oh, D's nuts. D's nuts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That he wasn't even like of age. He wasn't even over eighteen. Yeah, he was like fifteen or something. D's nuts. Yeah. That one. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> as an aside. Okay, so the the general election. Uh, and then J.K. Rowling went on the J.K. Uh, J.K. Rowling went on a rant, and basically she said, "I might I'll read some of the tweets." So she said, "Just unfollowed a man who I thought was smart and funny because he called Theresa May a whore." Theresa May is the prime minister current; she's the head of the conservative mm-hmm. Tory party. Um, she's like, "If you can't disagree with a woman without reaching for all those filthy old insults, screw you and your politics." Um, and then she says, you know, it's a 14 tweet long thing. I, I recommend reading, you know, through them, but, um, she talked about like, um, you know, talking about how women are too ugly to, you know, insulting women by saying things like they're too ugly to rape or they need to be raped or something like that. And she says, you know, every woman I know who's, um, has dared express an opinion publicly has endured that kind of abuse and it's um, worse for people who happen to be black or gay. Um, or trans. She didn't say that, I don't think, but it's um, true. Yeah, or trans. Um, and she just said, um, femaleness is not a design flaw. If your immediate response to a woman who displeases you is to call her a synonym for her vulva or compare her to a prostitute, um, then drop the pretense and own it. You're not a liberal basically damn so she dropped the mic if you will wow i like it yeah and i was just thinking um i think about this a lot actually you know because i i firmly believe that the words we say matter Mm -hmm. and since we're the vagabonds and we fully embrace the power of the vagina and the wonderfulness (laughs) of the vagina here at the vagabonds podcast um i don't know just our thoughts on what it means 
you know, because when you say things like when you call a when you're trying to demean a woman by calling her, you know, a synonym for her body part one, you're basically demeaning a you know femaleness is like right you're essentially like boiling it down to like the one thing which to like one part of a person right right yeah but then you're also using that part to describe something very negative right exactly yeah yeah right because there's it's not like there's like a good term for it's not like there's a term that's a slang for women that is related to a body part that's a positive connotation right sure do you follow yeah you're yeah. not gonna I'm, that trying was, to th- I'm trying to think of a it's poorly worded i'm trying to think of a like uh i don't know you're you're not gonna call somebody uh a breast yeah like even the word boob the, is like a right you know like you're a boob means you're like a dumb person yeah 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 well in except I when love you call, you're, except you're when, such a breast unless yeah. i would say uh corbin's the tits so i mean yeah, that's like <laughs> that's like a more recent yeah. I feel like development that's yeah. a good one also um she is we yeah. might get to this later but i there's like this you know push in like feminism to like reclaim these words so like in the vagina monologues there's a part it's either like reclaiming the c word or reclaiming the word cunt or something it's like one of it's like that's the title of it and it's about right it's about how like women should be able to like reclaim these words for themselves and like corbin and i have a group of friends and we all call each other the dumb bitches because (laughs) it's hilarious did you say no yeah no i said yeah No, no. i've never liked it i don't condone this (laughs) um yeah i mean i think that I think it's interesting because other um, minority groups have, I think, to some degree of success, reclaimed words. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's not a, basically what it's because it's not appropriate for me to say it, right. but it's appropriate for them to say it. That is the essence of right. uh, reclamation, I think. Yeah. And that's a sort of a uh, an unconsidered thought of mine but anyway mm-hmm. the point is that you know they have success they have to some extent successfully reclaimed the word right i don't really see that yet having happened for these words of that wi- that are mm-hmm. that refer to women yet yeah i think i mean it's kind of am i, am I multi- wrong Le- yeah i mean i think it's multi-layered yeah. in the sense that <laughs> yeah you're very very <laughs> no, wrong, i don't dude. think you're wrong <laughs> i don't think you're wrong i'm agreeing uh, i just think that it's multi-layered in the sense of so when you use words that kind of are associated with femaleness in a derogatory way you're putting down femaleness essentially mm-hmm. right i think society also does that you know in general where we we you know put down things that are associated with femaleness as like not very serious so you could say that you know things like associated with beauty products you know not every female obviously is interested in like beauty products you Mm -hmm. know that's like a terrible stereotype but it's associated with femaleness so it's put down as petty and stupid right but um so so you know i could even say in my own life like i've i have never really embraced that mainly because i was raised that it wasn't very serious and you know part of my own like becoming an adult female in this world is starting to embrace that as like because it's associated with femaleness doesn't mean that 
if I'm serious, I can't like it or right. I can't embrace it. But yeah, um, yeah. Well, so it's like kind of complex in that way. Well, and like women live in this like this is the thing is like being a woman in a society like you're never right because like like Corbin said like we're raised as a society to think that like these things like makeup and like doing your hair and all that stuff is petty but yet like when we're like gonna go like to our residency interviews in a few months like you're told to like wear makeup because if you are not looking your best then you are not trying hard enough so it's like like we've been told our whole lives that we like need to be serious to like get into medicine to be like esteem the same as like one of our male colleagues but yet when it comes to residency interviews like we had to wear makeup and high heels and they don't like that's yeah it's like this like whole and like that's like how womanhood is like right everywhere yeah like either your skirt's too long and you're like a prude or your skirt's too short and you're a whore and there's like no in between yeah Yeah, but let's let's be clear though too if i i'm sorry Oh, no, I was just going to say... I'm so conscious. Yeah. On this podcast, I'm so conscious of mansplaining. Dave's got to watch yeah. his back. I, I don't want to mansplain. It's okay. I'll if I mansplain... I mean, just the fact that Let's you're conscious of porn. it means a lot. Just well, the fact that you're conscious of it means a lot. That's oh. true. I actually was... So I was watching this um, reality show of this... It was like this kid... These kids... Um, here I go again to explain some terrible reality show that I was watching. <laughs> like, it was these kids... It was basically like Shark Tank for kids toys... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was this kid who was mansplaining about this. One of this little kid judges was mansplaining about dolls to this girl judge. And I was like, this kid is eight years old and he's already mansplaining about freaking dolls. Like, where, where is this? Like, it starts so freaking (laughs) young. He's like, he's talking to this this little girl was talking her opinion on this doll. And this kid goes, well, my sister plays with dolls. And I'm like, you I was so upset at this little kid mansplaining. Anyway, I was I was like trying to cheer on the little girl that yeah. just anyway. Uh as an aside. Now I totally got lost yeah. in my rant about a little kid mansplaining to another That's little right. kid, but um <laughs> so I don't think, you know, beauty things yeah. or like wearing makeup, like those necessarily have to be associated with femaleness. Like if you're a woman or you identify as a woman or, you know, and you don't, you know, you, you aren't into that thing, you know, those things like that doesn't affect your womanhood. Yeah. And if you're a man and you like those things that it doesn't affect your manhood. Right. But the fact that they're associated with femaleness in greater society, society has also associated them with being petty and frivolous and stuff like that, you know? Yep. And so, you know, in my own journey, I'm, like trying to embrace it more but it's like weird for me for sure yeah so the the thing that i was going to say before i forgot it was um was to sort of contrast it or compare it with um men getting dressed up for for interviews Mm -hmm. and there is there are some expectations oh for sure uh for for men it's not like we can just you know show up in our cutoff shorts or whatever right uh without having shaved or you know like i mean if you think Mm -hmm. about shaving Think about what you're doing. You're using a metal blade to like scrape hairs off of your face for some reason. Right. To make uh, you look, to essentially to make you look younger. Women do that to their legs. I know. Okay. <laughs> I know. What, I'm, and I'm not saying, I don't mean to say that it's, no. it's like the same thing or anything like that. 
there, I mean, there are parallels. Right. I don't think the process of getting ready for, I, th I can get ready for an interview if I want to, probably in about 20 minutes. Right. No, I totally agree. Like, I totally agree that there's like parallels, but I think that it's like, um, it's comparing, uh, well, so here's the thing is like, men is you know it's like shaving and it's like putting on clothes whereas like women it's like altering our appearance <laughs> yeah. to make our eyes look bigger our lips look to make fuller. yourself look like, sexier it's to basically. make yeah exactly and that's like really weird in a professional setting and you would like want to say that it doesn't matter what you look like but like that's not it's well, totally untrue true. both for, yeah. for both but but yeah. more for women yeah. and it's kind of like you can look i mean another thing about professional dress and female like femaleness if you will i don't i don't really know what that means and i think the word you're looking for is femaleosity yeah yeah that's <laughs> yeah. exactly what i'm looking for yeah. um i'm here it kind of you know when you think about suits like i kind of i know people talk about pantsuits and hillary clinton pantsuits but here's Which the thing awesome by the way yeah that's that's they're uh, designed to make women look like men and that like yeah. to me like a woman does not need to look like a man to be professional yes I agree. And that's another thing that's wrong with perfect. You know what I mean? It's like you can't embrace your femininity too much or else that's not professional. Right. You know? Yeah. And you have to wear ugly pantsuits. Hey, so there's some sweet pantsuits. There's some sweet pantsuits. I think so. I kind of, I want to wear like a dress to interviews, like a dress and a coat. I think yeah, that'd be I mean, I just, appropriate. I, I think professional just needs to think outside the box about yeah. what is professional and what is i also not. like on the makeup discussion that i was talking about earlier like the other thing about women is that if you overdo your makeup you're also judged so like yeah. if you wear too much makeup in a professional setting then you're also like judged for that which yeah. is also stupid i don't know so you walk a you walk a, <clears throat> a fine line yeah between is... ex between unacceptable and unacceptable exactly. yeah this is the nice thing about medicine though is i feel like there's like this culture that we like get zero sleep and like have like no time to get ready so it's like kind of okay if you, you like show up without. Look like, shit. like right now i'm wearing scrubs and like absolutely well this is not any different for me but like no makeup and i like have my hair in ponytail so that's like not different but like i'm just like wearing scrubs to podcast yeah. only wear makeup to like weddings stuff yeah, essentially but yeah i don't know and um there's also, I think, also when you talk about, I guess, I think something that I didn't quite, ex and it might be a little kind of hand wavy to express is that, so when you're, that I think J.K. Rowling was getting at, or at least from my reading was getting at, and what I feel too is when you criticize a woman in public, you know, view, if she's a politician or she has, um, you know she's like a ceo or mm -hmm. you know whatever and you criticize her by basically bringing to the forefront her you know her, her gender right. or femaleness you're saying her contributions boil down are mm -hmm. never outweighed by the fact that she's a female yeah mm -hmm. I agree. in the end she is a female and her merit is based entirely in the fact that she's a female and not what she has contributed to society or otherwise right you know it's mm -hmm. the fact that Theresa may is bad for britain is because she's a whore not because she has terrible policies right. that are gonna hurt people <laughs> yeah you know what i mean exactly. and so you're talking about her as a woman and not as a human being right and that's the difference between how men get criticized and how women get criticized yeah because nobody talks about men being like he's just um 
dirty you know he's just a man you know like yeah. he's just he's too emotional they get, yeah they get talked about for their policies and their merits and the things they do as opposed to women who get talked about the the fact that what they wore or how big their boobs are right. or, or just qualified with female yeah or a how female doctor a female a female yeah. writer so there's a really interesting uh twitter like feed that it's called man who has it all <laughs> and it's basically like flips the gender so like he'll talk like he tweets or he or she i don't know who it is but um they like tweet but they like switch the gender so like um it's a like so i'll just read one today's debate is being handsome the ultimate goal for men or is having healthy shiny hair more important <laughs> so it's like all stuff that's like been said about women there's like some really good like um political ones but like all stuff that's said about women that we would like never ever ever think to say about a man hmm. it's just like super interesting because a man is a person in people's eyes right and a woman is a woman Right. You know, she's nothing more than her gender. This is, like, kind of like what we were talking about last episode about, like, the virginity thing. Like, there is no word for someone who's not a virgin. Kind of like how, like, it's assumed that if you say something that it's automatically, like, the baseline is male. Like, yeah. when it comes to certain... So, there's, like, d different things for different genders. So, like, if you say, like, nurse, like, most people automatically think female. And if you say, like, professor or doctor or... um astronaut like people automatically think male and it sucks because so, like i was doing like step two practice questions earlier and like i was reading a um like a what's it called a Book. vignette yeah <laughs> a clinical vignette and it was like talking about like a psychology professor and in my head i was like oh think male physio you know i was like thinking about male physiology and then I like realized that it said female and I was like, I'm like, even I'm doing it. And like, I don't I care. Just, I, mean, I do not care who you are. That is true for everybody. Yeah. yeah. But it's well, a product of society. I mean, I'm really ashamed because I do that about doctors. Yeah, yeah. exactly. No, Me I mean, too. I, I like to think of myself as an enlightened male and yeah. everything that you just said about the professors versus yeah. the nurse and all that kind of right. stuff. Absolutely. Totally true. Yeah, yeah. Even as you were saying it and I knew the point you, you were making, yeah. I could feel yeah. the femaleness and the maleness right. in those roles. Exactly. And I would also just like to put, you know, we obviously we talk like a lot about how these roles affect women and, um, you know, because that's kind of our perspective and our mm -hmm. experience. But I firmly believe that misogyny hurts everybody in society, yeah. men and women. And the fact that when you associate like female characteristics which are really just human characteristics you know characteristics of emotion empathy mm -hmm. those are characteristics that we all hold really right. they're just they're all things that humans experience you know sadness grief that are you know associated anger. with yeah right. anger that are typically associated with women you know emotion mm -hmm. and you say only women can feel them you hurt men right. because they also feel those yeah and they think man if I, I if i'm feeling this i'm a woman and i've been taught that women are less than so i'm less than right. but really you know we all feel right. these things <clears throat> femaleness is not something to be ashamed of right. but it's also not something that needs to just be associated with female gender it all these characteristics right. that are human characteristics yeah. well and it's like like i think just going off of what corbin just said like it's a disservice to men to like not allow them to be able to experience and like live out the full range of human emotion too like yeah. that's one of the things that is like great about being a female in the society is that i am allowed to feel things 
and mm-hmm. I'm allowed to express my feelings about things. Certain, well, certain things, kind but, of to a certain extent, um, not in a professional way, but like, <laughs> but basically, like it's yeah. more acceptable for me to be in grief than it would be for like Dave to be in grief out yeah. visibly, like or to be like right. angry about something. I don't. Maybe anger is a bad one because men are angry all the time. But <laughs> I'm angry all the time. You're angry all the time. Me too. <laughs> I'm a very cheerful, angry person, but I'm angry. Um, I, no, that it, I I am. I very much am the kind of person who wears my emotions on my sleeve yeah. sometimes. And, and so, but at the same time, I am also aware of that, like that prohibition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was also going to say something earlier about um, like how Corbin said that names matter. And I was thinking about this today um, and like my name spelled weird and Corbin's name is like not a typical, like a typical name and so i think that people with weird names are like a lot more aware of how much names matter because like so my husband's name is like a generic male name and he and like he and his siblings like like one of his brothers spells my name wrong all the time on facebook and i'm like it's literally right there like you could just look at it and like see it and we should say it's k-a-y no it's not dave I O E. No, it's K A T E E. Anyway, my mom jokes that she was gonna name me K T like the drink K A T E A, and I was like, Mom, stop. <laughs> anyway, but anyway, but I think that people without weird names are not like Adam doesn't realize like why I get so mad when people spell my name wrong, or if I get I hate being called Kate because that's not my name. My name is Katie, and that's because I think it's because like people when people like misrepresent you so often it's like something you become super aware of i think of. our names like speak to the core of who we are yeah and that's so true. when people don't really care about what your name is it just yeah i think it affects you there's this one of my favorite books um it's kind of more of a serious book but um it's called tattoos on the heart it's by father greg boyle mm-hmm. it's really good but he has a quote in there he's like we all just want to be um called by the name our mom calls us when she's not pissed off at us <laughs> uh, that's awesome yeah which speaks to just what it means to be like i think it's about being recognized yeah you know about who you are yeah. and like yeah. I, can i say something about my daughter yeah well only if your daughter would be okay with you saying it yeah no i think she would be okay. i i i would so my daughter is like you guys mm-hmm. awesome i, I yes <laughs> I th- I think that she first of all her name is Coraline, oh, which is not that goodness. hard to say, yeah. but it's n- not a typical name, and people yeah. always get it wrong. Right. Uh, number two, she feels very deeply when people don't pay attention to her, mm-hmm. or when she's like, if you, I have a feeling that if you mansplain to Coraline, she will let you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. I love that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And. So the more you guys are talking today, the more I'm realizing that she's like you guys. I'm so that's cool. Maybe I'm we just should bring cool. her on sometime. Maybe we should. That fun. would be fun. She would. Okay. I think I, for the moment she she might be more likely to to it. giggle and be silly. Than that's to, okay. But you know, We're, we love that too. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Um, I have a question. Does Coraline have brothers? Yes, she has an older Here's brother. Here's like a hypothesis I have is that like. I think maybe like women who grow up around guys, not necessarily like brothers, but like if you have like close men in your life, I think you might be like better, not better, but like 
more apt to like share your opinion with men and like not be afraid to like piss them off because my brothers are pissing me about like everything so 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 at the moment so her brother is 12 Uh and they love each other deeply uh which is great but you know they also like her brother knows exactly which buttons to push yeah and and usually, like his favorite thing to do is to like, say, "I'm gonna beat your cheekies," Aww. and that makes I that her to my brother. <laughs> that pisses her off like to no end, and um, and the fact that he does it all the time, yeah, uh, even though she has said, but she'll be like, "I have told you no <laughs> many <laughs> times, and you keep doing it." That's adorable. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh man, so it reminds me of like I consider myself a pretty laid back person. Like yeah. I take a joke pretty well. You and, are. Uh, you know, not really too much gets to me unless it comes from my brother. Yeah. <laughs> See, no, and then same. it's just like zero to 60 in so, like a second. Like, how could you say yeah, something like so that? So my mom thinks that I am like the most uh, like high strung uptight person ever because ever I swear to God, like my brother and I, when we're in Iowa City together, like not at home, we get along so well like we're totally fine as soon as we step foot in my mom's house we are 16 and 14 again (laughs) like i am not kidding you like everything he said like everything either of us says to each other we get so defensive and so like aggressive to each other i think that might get better uh no that's the thing is like it's fine like everywhere else it's fine like we are like really good friends but like when we get to my mom's house and i don't know if it's because like we rely on my mom to like make it better or like mm-hmm. i don't know but i would do stuff like that and like me while i'm like angry and blowing yeah. up be thinking to myself what am i doing yeah. who like, is this person this is why like this is not me yeah. but then i can't back down because i'm already committed to it right. and here's the thing here's the thing it's <laughs> this is going to happen to you i so this is what i this is this is when i noticed that things change so i would go yeah. home so you, you, this is a common phenomenon you go home and you fall back into those right. old roles. Yeah. And, you know, so I would go home and my father, you know, I'd maybe stay up late and my father would come upstairs at like one o'clock in the morning and he'd say, aren't you going to go to bed? And I'd be like, dad, 30. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But as soon as I had kids mm. or got and got married, got married and had kids, that's when it all changed yeah and now he can't ignore that i'm an old man because i have gray hair and a gray beard right. and if he came upstairs and was like do you think you're gonna go to bed i'd be like look yeah <laughs> look at me see he doesn't do that anymore i'm married but that like still happens but um maybe it's the kids thing i don't remember maybe the that, but not that you should have kids when i no i don't want kids but um when i'm a doctor i think i'm just gonna be like mom I'm a doctor. Also, whenever my actually you should start having my her address mom, you as as, my, as doctor. Oh, my great grandma. Every time I see her, she's like, "It's the doctor," and I'm like, "Yes, I love you so much." We're also best friends. That's right. But um, uh, was but my mom doesn't really like treat me like a child. Like even when I was in high school, she was like preparing me to be an adult because like I would have to make like really hard decisions, and I'd be like, "Mom, just tell me what to do," and she's like, "Nope." I raised you to be an adult and that's what you're gonna do. Good for and, her. Yeah, yeah my mom's awesome. a badass. Good for her. Um yep. yeah. That's the sort Mama of thing. Jay. Mama Jay. I think that's the sort of thing we aspire to. We're not Yeah. My mom says that I've never been a child. That's true. Corbin's an old soul. <laughs> I'm an old soul. <laughs> her soul is about uh eighty years old. I'm eighty years old. Amazing. I love heart. old ladies. Yeah. Um when, like, like when I forced Katie to leave the bar this weekend. <laughs> oh yeah oh my gosh this is a- <laughs> so we like went out for a friend's birthday to her house and then afterwards we like stopped at a bar to get a few drinks with friends and um 
we were like trying to decide if we we're gonna ride together or not and corvus corvus was like okay well um maybe i'll just like drive because i don't really want to stay and i was like corvus i don't want to stay out either and she's like well let's be home by midnight and i was like oh like we're totally gonna be home by midnight blah blah and it's like 11 o'clock and corpse is like staring at me to like drink my beer faster <laughs> i'm like corpse like i'm going as fast as i can i knew it was bad when we got there and i was tired i was like oh this is and she wasn't even drinking like she didn't even have alcohol to make her tired she was, was just yeah. like sleepy i'm just sleepy sleepy corpse i just have baby bedtime and it's okay we all do I just I was the thing is like I would have been exhausted but I was on nights last week so I was still mm. like riding the nights life where I was like ready to stay up till like 4 a.m. So it just it was hot that day. It was super hot. I was tired. And then it started raining. But um what else were you going to say about words? So we kind of got oh, off topic. Oh yeah, we but... got off topic, but I just have a quote. So a while back and Katie knows what I'm you don't know I'm going to quote it, but Katie and I a while ago Trevor Noah has a um <gasps> netflix so special much. and he does like a three minute rant about the word pussy <laughs> and i just let, i'm gonna quote it it's kind of a long quote so oh stick gosh, with me this is the best though um so this is trevor noah says don't be a pussy yes because it implies weakness do not be like the vagina the va- the, the vagina that is weak don't be a pussy and yet in my personal experience i have found the pussy to be one of the strongest things i have ever come across in my life don't be a pussy have you ever cr- come across a pussy? You realize vaginas can start revolutions and end wars. You realize even on the physical level, the vagina is one of the strongest things that have ever existed. Virtually indestructible. Many men in this room have tales of how they once defeated the pussy. <laughs> Let me tell you now, they have not. The owner of the pussy may have given you the impression that you defeated the pussy, but it is alive and well, my friends. <laughs> Whenever people say that, I go, do you understand how impressive the vagina is? Do you understand how strong it is? There's a reason men have sought to oppress it for so long. The vagina is frighteningly powerful. You realize that human beings come out of a vagina? Human beings come out of it, and it still continues to work as intended. Do you understand how impressive that is? A human being comes out of the vagina, and still it continues to operate. It continues to work. After a human has just come out of it. You're saying it's weak? You sit on a penis wrong and it breaks. <laughs> Don't be a penis. That's what the phrase should be. I wish I was a pussy. Are you serious right now? Okay. Woo, Trevor Noah. Well I like, would just like to add that you need to watch this because after this, Trevor Noah impersonates a penis and it's my favorite thing I've ever seen on TV. He like like <laughs> flops around on yeah. stage and it's so freaking funny <laughs> i like can't even handle it i kind of stopped watching the daily show after john's i never really watched it that much so i guess i didn't really ever i mean ain't i no, kind of watch it on and on but no i didn't really got time for that i didn't realize how talented trevor noah was until yeah. i watched his special he's oh my gosh he's incredible. he's incredible he does this bit where he impersonates um nelson mandela and barack obama and he switches back and forth so fast it's the most incredible thing yeah it, his special is my favorite it's like my favorite comedy special i've ever seen yeah it's amazing yeah well anyway but, yeah. so basically this was just a big long advertisement for trevor Noah. yeah hey. um, not a sponsor hashtag not worth sponsor. it we'll take the money though <laughs> yeah trevor Noah. Hit us trevor Noah or it come be on our podcast that yeah. would also be acceptable be cool. do you remember when there was a lot of angst about him taking over the daily show and- yeah because yeah he's oh he's so good at it yeah. totally worth it john oh. stewart was awesome um but Trevor Noah's awesome too. He didn't want to do it anymore. This is the thing. It's not like John Stewart was pushed out. No. Right. 
Um, this is something that like people I like I've heard like in the feminist community, but I think it applies to like people of color also. Well, and just like people who want to support other people is like another woman's success is not your failure. Like we should all be supporting each other. So I think the fact that like people were like so pissed about like Trevor Noah being you know like on the Daily Show, it's like Trevor Noah's success is like not anyone else's failure. Like he like he should he's allowed to succeed and it's like great that he's succeeding and we should be happy for him you know this is this i don't know if this is an american thing or if this is just human nature but there's so many times when we sort of engage in this zero sum yeah. kind of thinking where mm-hmm. my yeah. success is takes away from me, yours and your success takes away from mine you right. know like oh the immigrants are coming and they're going to and you know they're going to have success or no even more to the point like oh the gays are marrying mm-hmm. And that's destroying the sanctity of marriage. Yeah. Fuck off. The, you know, like, that's right. not destroying the sanctity of marriage. It's literally not taking anything away from you. Yes. You can still get married and you can still be sanctimonious about it. Yeah. You sanctimonious prick. Yeah. I think the, like, I, the, I think it comes from this idea that there's not enough to go around. There's not enough for everyone, which is yeah. interesting because, like, when you think about the American dream, it's the exact opposite. Yeah. Like, the American dream is that everyone can have enough and everyone can, like, be successful. Yeah. But our attitude is that not everyone can and that there's not enough to go around. Yeah. Right. Well, it's weird. It, it, there, this comes back to language, too. Mm-hmm. Well, let's, let's bring this around. Yes. Full circle. Wow. I can't believe I'm going to do this. I feel like I should try. Bring the so full circle. My our, our, our friend Aline once pointed out that in America, we say that we make money. Mm. And in other countries, we say that we that they earn money. Yeah. And so that seems to imply that, you know, the money that we make is our money. Right. And what does that imply? Because I just feel like it's like that you're entitled to it. Yeah. I made this money. This money is mine. It's not your money. Yeah. This money is mine. Right. It kind of ignores the work. The work involved. Right. Hmm. Yeah. And you did it by yourself. And you did it by yourself. Yes. Of. Thank you for coming back on microphone. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> That'll make your job easier later. I also, yeah. I also have. Otherwise, like, I'll just be pissed off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I also have like another thing that's full circle. Like earlier, we we're talking about how hard it. Like, Two how, full circles. How? Oh my gosh! So like many my, circles. Like right. my little brother's victory lap in college. <laughs> no, dude. So Second my senior my year. nephew was like uh, when he was like two was obsessed with circles. If anything was a circle, he would like he seriously he would like walk around and be like circle, and like he would like he loved like anything that was a circle. I was joking that I was like for his birthday I was gonna send him a box full of circles, and he would loved it. Mm. Anyway, but full circle. Um about like women not being able to like do anything right basically so um i also saw like jk rowling's tweet storm and it was really interesting because you just can't win because um basically in one of the lines she says something about like calling women whores as a derogatory term and there was a bunch of like sex positive people that came out and were like well you using whore as like an example of a derogatory term is like derogatory towards sex workers and like all this stuff and I think that like it's it's true that we should like always think about what our words mean and I think that you can still get the gist of what J.K. Rowling was saying but it's just like interesting how like you can never win with like what you say. I think so I think that what these people are missing is that 
society when a man's you know when someone says that about the they're using it as a derogatory exactly term. yeah so she's not the person saying hey she's a whore right this is you know being a whore is yeah. bad in right. the right. same way as saying somebody is a pussy that's oh yeah that's just a word but they're exactly. using it as a i totally as agree. a weapon yeah yeah but yeah, damned if you do, damned if you don't. You can never win. Yeah. Especially if you're but we should try a our woman best. on Twitter. Yeah. Try our best to be as inclusive as as conscientious as we can be. Yeah. Um, the other thing is I was listening to this podcast called Another Round with Heaven and Tracy. I love those I guys. I love that podcast. And one of the ones... Um, I was introduced to them at, at Podcast Movement in 2016. They were yeah. they were they were featured presenters. They're awesome. So awesome. Yeah, they're so good. But I was just listening to one of their um they have like mini episodes and they call them shots and it's mm-hmm. adorable. But anyway, um their like first one was about the N-word and they at one point I can't remember which one of them said it, but um they said not saying the N-word is the price you pay for white privilege. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like a really interesting and like powerful statement like kind of like we were talking about like reclaiming words and like not saying not calling a woman a whore or not calling them a bitch or a cunt is like that's the price you pay for your male privilege Mm -hmm. and you could say that about like any any people group and i think it's true and i think it's like a really good way to think about it you know what i love about those guys is that that they're awesome is is that they i don't know if this has changed but they have zero interest in having any white man oh, on their show. They're Phoebe like, no, Robinson not going to do it. Has a podcast called So Many White Guys, and she every season only has one white guy, and everybody else is like people of color, women, yeah. people who are like LGBTQ. It's amazing. It's such a good <laughs> podcast. It's oh my gosh, it's amazing. And also the other thing I love about Heaven and Tracy is I stole that pew 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 thing from them because they do it all the time. It's adorable. Uh, uh, they're super cool. Yeah. I hope someone like like tells them that we talked about them in this podcast. <laughs> I should like tweet at them and be like, should, "Hey guys, yeah, you we should, should listen to this." Fan all over them. I know. I love uh, them. Well, guys, <laughs> Corbin's like, Corbin. I, I on the other hand, and a little. Corbin is having flashbacks to the bar the other night. <laughs> She's like, "Katie, let's go home. I'm tired. <laughs> I'm t- I need to sleep." <laughs> all right. Well, is that it? Uh, yeah. So follow us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, and email us at thebadgebondspodcast at gmail dot com. And uh, that's it. Like us and rate us or whatever. Follow us and rate us. I don't know. Yeah, subscribe. Do that shit you do on iTunes. Yeah. Or Apple Podcasts. I mean, yeah. whatever. Okay. Bye.